Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode number 212 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa. It's my favorite coffee. The best part about it is what you do is you order the coffee, and they roast it specifically for you, and then ship it to your house. Uh, I like coffee, and I like fresh coffee, and this is about the freshest coffee you can get. Uh, Go to CouchtownCoffee.com. Find a coffee you like, make an order. When you do, let them know Audible Farm sent you, and they'll give you 20% off, all while freshly roasting beans specifically for you. That's pretty sweet. CouchtownCoffee.com. Thanks, Couchtown. This episode is also brought to you by the patrons on Patreon. Without them, the podcast just could not keep going. So I got to say thank you to every single one of you guys supporting monthly, uh, listening and viewing the podcast over on Patreon. Uh, it makes my day. It makes my day knowing that there's people over there watching. It makes me smile. So thank you all very much for supporting. I got to give a shout out to Nate and Eric and Vince and Ronley and Andy and Abby and Matt and Harold and Justin and Travis. The McAllister Hours podcast is supporting us. Shout out to them. Another local Iowa podcast. And American Made Music. American Made is also supporting us. Uh, hats off to them. They've been on the podcast recently. Iowa Band supporting an Iowa podcast. That is pretty sweet. So make sure you check them out. Thank you to all the Patreon members. You want to check that out. It's a dollar a month. You can watch video versions of the podcast. They are available over on the Patreon, audiblefarm.com slash Patreon. Thanks once again to all the patrons over there on Patreon. Y'all make this possible. This week, I'm sitting down with Ron Lee King. I love sitting down talking with Ron Lee King. I don't care if it's at a podcast. I don't care if it's in passing at a show. I don't care if it's 20-second conversation before he's going up to tear it up on guitar. I like the guy. He's a fun guy. He's he's always seems to be in good spirits about pretty much everything, and that is uh, one of the most enjoyable traits about him if uh, we completely ignore the fact that he's an amazing guitar player. We sit down and talk about all sorts of stuff in this episode. We talk about what's changed since the last episode. We, we recap a couple things from the last episode, but we get into talking about the Ronley King Blues Band, how it's changed since the last episode, and what he's done with the band, uh, competing in the Central Iowa Blues Society Iowa Blues Challenge for 2022. He competed in that in September. That is uh, an event where the winner gets to go to Memphis. And uh, did he win? You'll have to tune in to find out. So keep tuned in for that one. Uh, we talk about that as well as upcoming shows for the Ron Lee King Blues Band. Uh, got some local shows coming up and got some shows uh, throughout North Central Iowa and down in the Des Moines area coming up. So we're going to have to check those out as well. We also talk about uh, how the band members have changed. We talk about Corey Waller and the Wicked Things also staying very, very busy this last year. So we get a little update from Ron Lee on that as well. Uh, hats off to Ronley. Very, very, very busy person. And, uh, he's out there just pulling it off. He's having a blast doing it too. And that's probably, that's probably the most fun. Uh, it's just, it's what it's about. It's about having fun doing this. And, uh, if that wasn't what it was about. I don't, I don't know what it would be about. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm sitting down talking with one of my favorite people in the North Central Iowa music scene. I'm sitting down talking with Ronley King from the Ronley King Blues Band and Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. I am sitting down today talking with Ron Lee King, the man. Uh, Ron Lee, <laughs> a good way to start that one out. Ron Lee, uh, I just got to say, this is great to have you on here. I remember when you first came on the podcast, like basically when I first started the podcast, I mean, you were probably one of the first within the first year and yep. I, I kind of knew you kind of didn't, I'd seen you at some jam nights. I'd played a little with you. Um, I was still pretty fresh. So like basically everyone was good to me, you know, and I was just like, holy cow, you know, everyone's good. And then you came over to do the podcast and you were like, well, we could jam a little bit. So I hooked up some guitars and stuff and I watched you shred a little bit. And I was just like, yeah, I don't want to play with this guy. He's too good. And, <laughs> and uh, oh, goodness, which, which is fun because it leads us up to this. Um, I feel like this is something as weird as it sounds. I didn't talk about you with 
this with you uh, before the podcast, but I feel like as good as you were then, you're like that much better even now. And I think that's like a testament to your practicing and like your devotion to playing the guitar that not, oh, man. that not everyone has. And I know you're probably gonna be like, I barely practice as much as I should, but uh, you know. Well, thank you, man. I yeah. appreciate that. Absolutely. Like, I, You know, it's one of those things like, well, like you say, I don't practice near as much as I should, but I will say that, like, I, I try to make a point of it just because, like, I feel like with guitar, you know, it's an expression thing, right? And and it's kind of like an extension of yourself and, and you know, a lot of, a lot of the people that I listen to, you know, whether it be someone around here or, or, you know, some of my bigger influences, um, I, I listen to what they do and they're able to play and, and a lot of them, they all kind of, they all say, it's like, you know, it's never about, you know, getting to a certain point. It's just all about getting to the point where you can express what you hear in your head. And I always feel like I have, I feel like I have a lot of room yet to get to what I get to what I hear in my head. Um, you know, I still have, I, I, I do uh, appreciate your, your comments about getting better. Just, it just, uh, uh, you know, you try to, you try to work at things and you just hope that it, you hope that it pays off eventually. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, that leads us like nicely into, I, I pretty much the topic that I wanted to tackle with you big time today was, uh, having some of that hard work actually pay off. Uh, you you've recently been playing a lot of shows like one-off shows with musicians uh, mm -hmm. you know and it's the people that i i see online that i may or may not be friends with but i'm like i know this person's in the state and they're playing music and they're good and and ron lee's out there playing guitar with them for a one-off show how did you mm -hmm. get how did you get involved with some of that was it you went to some jam nights or they saw you playing online or they heard you with with cory waller or with jay clyde back in the day or well i guess I'm not, not sure specifically who you're referring to, but like, for instance, um, earlier this year, I, I had an absolute ball with, uh, uh, T uh Tyler Richton and the high bank boys. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're out from Eastern Iowa. Um, just killer, killer musicians. Then they do a lot of the, Oh, what do you want to say? And I don't want to pigeonhole them, but you know, they do a lot of like the nineties country. They got a, an absolute amazing fiddle player. Um, and I just was lucky enough to get um, asked to come do just a few shows, like not any commitment or anything just for the fun of it. And so I got to go do a few shows with them this last winter and into the spring. And, and then uh, here, the, <laughs> hopefully oh, yeah. uh, apologize yeah. to hear my boys crying up. Uh, they're still mom's still trying to get them to bed right now and they're being unruly. So um apologize if you hear any kids uh, crying in the background. But uh um It's not me, but, I swear. <laughs> but uh so and that actually kinda led to several other gigs because uh, you know, a good friend of mine down in Des Moines right now, uh Brian Schwager, who plays guitar, um we had talked quite a bit online, commenting on each other's posts throughout the years, but we never actually got to meet. Well, he actually came out to a uh, um, one of the Tyler Richardson and the High Bank Boys shows. Nice. Even, he got up and jammed with us and stuff. So finally got to introduce myself to him. And and so then kind of segue to some of the other bands that I've kind of filled in with a little bit. Uh, you know, he plays in a variety of um, I mean, he's he's one of the most in demand guys in Des Moines right now as far as guitar goes. Uh, he plays with I can't even name off all the bands. Um but uh, so I've gotten a couple of calls for when he's either been double booked or uh, um, or they just, you know, they needed to fill in for the night or something like that. So mm -hmm. I've been lucky enough to kind of snag a couple of those shows when he's uh, when he's been busier or had to go play a different show. So I'm very, very thankful for that relationship. So I'm assuming that'd be like when uh, you're playing with Buck Miller then. Like, yep, yep, Tom Buck Miller. Yeah. Uh, and that's both both of those guys, they they've becoming fast, really good friends of mine, uh, which they're Tom Buckmiller and Brian Schweiger are part of the Buckmiller Schweiger band. Uh, you know, they're one of the best best blues bands in the area. Um so but uh yeah, just very thankful for you know, it's crazy, you know, you play music and it's just the world just continues to get smaller and smaller. You know, you might have like 
you, you, you hear about, you've seen either people, you've either seen people play or you've been friends with them on Facebook or so on and so forth. And then, and then next thing you know, you're getting to play music with them. And, yeah. uh, and it's just like, I feel like if you're in the, you know, if you're kind of just in the scene or you're, you're putting your name out there, putting yourself out there, you know, you end up, you end up getting to play with people and it's, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. I mean, uh, it's crazy as it sounded. We might've talked about this a little bit on the last podcast with you getting to play with, uh, like the Buckmiller swagger band or like with, uh, Tom Buckmiller a little bit at least. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this on the last podcast, but he did reach out to me like a while back. I need to like reach back out to him to get him on the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. it was back, yeah. it was back when I was fielding just like tons of messages and, uh, his was like non-descriptive. It was just like a uh, link to an EPK was all I got from him. And that was it. Yep. And I was like, I don't know. What... And I was like, Oh, that's the professional way to do it. My bad. Like I, I messed, <laughs> I messed up on that one, but well, him and him and Brian, both, those are people, uh, I, I would highly suggest getting to meet at some point. Cause I mean, once again, Brian is just an amazing guitar player, amazing, amazing musician, uh, Tom Buckmiller as well. And he is just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to blues. Uh, I believe he's even wrote, wrote a book um, uh, based around some of the blues happenings in the Des Moines area and kind of the history of that. So uh, he's just a, and also one of the most animated and fun band leaders I've ever got to work with. Uh, I'll just add that on there too. So just an absolute joy knowing those guys. That's awesome. That's super yep. cool. Uh, do you, did I also see you get to play, you got to play some shows with, uh, Bob Pace maybe. Is that, is that correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah, Bob, uh, that's another guy I'm just eternally thankful because he's, he's done a lot for me just kind of getting my name out in that Des Moines crowd area. Um, we may have mentioned that the last time around, but what kind of started the whole blues thing was I got to fill in on guitar for Amanda fish from Kansas city and uh, well, um, I, don't, I don't know if she's still in Kansas City right now or not, but don't quote me on that. At any rate, she played a few shows through Iowa and needed some guitar players. So I did one night. Um, it was I did a Friday night with her over in Sioux City, and then uh, Bob Pace actually played with her the next night on Saturday. And it was kind of funny because I, I later went. He plays every Friday night down at the Gas Lamp in Des Moines. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going and watching one of his, my wife and I went down and watched one of his shows at the gas lamp and, and I ended up introducing myself to him and, and, uh, we kind of, you know, bonded over the fact of filling, filling in for the same person. And, and then he's just been so good to me. He's invited. Now he's doing every Monday night at the Greenwood lounge. Um, he hosts, oh, yeah. uh, he hosts his own, uh, well, they call it the groove fest, but so on any given Monday, he'll have, like me, a guitar player, come down, sit in with his band, and we'll do tunes together. Or who get like a singer songwriter come in and play with them. And uh, but I've been very fortunate that he's in, he's invited me several times now to come down there and play. And and uh, um, you know, he's just a he's he's a legendary figure in the Des Moines area and and Iowa for that matter, um, as far as blues goes. And and uh, so I'm just very that's another relationship that I've been very. Uh, very happy to make so yeah i can't remember i I know i've mentioned it on the podcast at least once and it it was probably actually on the last episode i did with you uh when you had played a show with bob and it was one of those deals where i I remember playing shows at the gas lamp with three finger betty and we'd be Mm -hmm. playing we'd be playing the late show on a friday and bob's show would like spill over by like you know just like five minutes and it's that's not much it's a bit like big deal five minutes you know our show doesn't start for 55 minutes it's not like he's really hurting anybody but it was yep. one of those deals like i was just like who's this guy and why is he why is he doing this and then i like you, you eventually like a couple weeks later you start to look around online you're like oh this guy's a big deal and then you start to find like i've seen videos of him he'll walk out in crowds and like play with the guitar like in the crowd i saw a video of him if i'm not mistaken like playing electric guitar and then throwing it on his lap and playing on the top of it like a, a lap steel and then mm-hmm. i think i've yep. seen him play it upside down and uh, left-handed <laughs> if i'm not mistaken as well Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking, yeah, like that's, he's, that's the kind of showmanship and talent that it's just like, uh, you know, how much time is that guy spending on the guitar? <laughs> exactly. And I mean, he's just, he's just, he's a wealth of knowledge. He's a wealth of experience. I mean, he's, he's done and seen it all. 
you know, and, uh, anytime I get to learn from an individual like that, I just, I treasure it because, you know, you can't, I've been playing guitar for real for probably 12, 13 years or something, you know, he's been doing it his whole life. So it's like, you can't, you can't replace the years, you know, yeah. you might think you're, you might think you're an amazing player an amazing musician, but you can't replace the years of experience and knowledge. And it's, so it's just, I, you know, it's just, I look up to folks like that so much that it's, they're fun. To, it's fun to talk to you and it's fun to just gather uh, any tidbits of information you can from them. Yeah. So. I, it's, I mean, it's just wild. I, I think about that a lot and maybe that's just like getting older. I think about that, but like, you know, the whole like youth is wasted on the young and blah, blah, all that stuff, like the cliches, but they're cliches for a reason, you know, and it's, it's one of those things I, like you said, I look up to some of those older guys when I first started playing guitar, I was just like, these older guys can't play guitar. And then they go up there and they start shredding. You're like, Oh, uh-huh. oh, they've been playing for 40 years. Like, duh. Like it makes sense now. Like I've been playing yep. for two, you know, or whatever it was at the time. And they've been playing for 40, like, duh. So exactly, you start to realize that's, that's just how it works. It kind of makes me, you know, makes me wish I would have taken it a little more serious, a little more younger, but you know, we're all on the path we're on to be where we're at for a reason. Oh, Hey, cool. There we go. Lord, I tell you what, man, I'll just, I'll just say it. And we'll leave this one in the podcast. But uh, if you hear the kids crying in the background, I apologize folks, but this is just, this is just how it is. You know, Um, we, uh, like Peter said to me earlier, it's like, when we find time to do things, this is, this is what you end up with some days. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll say it again. Uh, it's, it should be noted like hats off to parents, uh, you know, especially like parents who have musicians or like the wives of musicians who are parents uh, or the husbands or whatever. It's just a special thing. Definitely. It's a special while thing I'm, all around. While I'm down here, my wife is up there wrangling to, two uh spitfires that don't want to go to sleep right now so it's like <laughs> you know but uh at any rate so all all this uh little bit of relationship that you ended up like building with all these des moines individuals ended up kind of uh leading you into um competing in the central iowa blues society's um iowa blues challenge for 2022 yeah. So uh, the last time we talked, you had different band members. So before we get into you competing in that, let's uh, kind of talk about how the band transformed a little bit from last year uh, until this year. Because I think like last last time you were on, you were like, eh, the band's just kind of a hobby. I'll just play a couple shows here and there. Yeah. Well, and that's so really that fact right there is what led to having different band members. Um, so right now I've got uh, Caleb Ferry on drums and Etheridge Nets on bass. So they also play with me in Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. And so here's the deal. When you only play, what what ended up happening was we did, because I had I had uh, Owen O'Brien on bass and I had Andy Shelley on drums, and we even had uh, Gabrielle Alves on keys. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we did a killer lineup. Absolutely amazing lineup, right? Um, we did probably... I want to say like four shows together last, last fall into last, uh, winter. And then we had a period of like five months or so that we didn't have a show booked. So, um, the thing is with the blues and, and, uh, just a jam band per se in general, um, we were trying to at the, those, for those first few shows, we were, uh, you know, trying to do a, a really polished set and try to learn some tunes and, you know, it's still, we're still jamming, but like we still have a set of boundaries. Well, the thing is, unless you're playing every weekend, it's so hard to keep that up. Right. Um, you just, you lose a lot of the nuance. So what ended up happening was I did have, I ended up booking one show over the 4th of July weekend, and it was going to be like the only show for a while. And so I play the, 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 what ended up working out was it's just like, okay, one, you have to manage, if you're playing with two different bands, you have two different sets of schedules to manage. Um, in the Wicked Things, we already are all kind of on the same path, right? So we're, we've got our own calendar. We've, we're synced up. We know everybody's lives in and out. And so we also know when each other is free and, 
and also we play together every weekend. So like we've for now for almost two years, you know, we play about every weekend throughout the summer and quite a bit through the winter. So like we've just, we just know each Etheridge and Caleb and I just know each other. Like we know what to expect. We know how to feel each other out, you know, and it, and it would have been the same, it would have been the same story. I just ended up going that route. Cause it was like, Hey, if we got to show up and we got to pull three hour show, you just out of nowhere, like we have a, but I just have a better chance of doing it with these guys. And it's just simple to, uh, um, manage the schedules and time uh you know andy per se like he he was playing he's playing with scott kirkhart so they have their whole schedule of stuff going on owen's playing and i don't know how many bands now um so it's just it just kind of worked out that like all right we've kind of got our little camp let's just keep we'll keep the blues band and Corey waller and the wicked things all in the same camp so nice made it easy yeah, I definitely get what you're saying with like the familiarity. Um, I mean, as far as like playing along with somebody, uh, a good example of that would be like uh, when Owen and I were playing with Jesse. I mean, uh, I still play with Jesse, but when Owen was playing with Jesse, uh, we'd played a lot of shows. And I actually like have I could flip through one of these books here and I'd have a schedule. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know, we played 30, 40 shows, you know, in a year or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. like you said, that's every weekend, pretty much, you're playing a show. Plus, Owen and I play together at jam nights and things like that. And we'd gotten so familiar with each other that if one of us wanted to trade the solo to the other one or something, it was not any big deal, you know. It's one of those types of deals. You get used to it. And then uh, Owen ended up joining up with uh, another band. He plays with Tank Anthony now. And, yep. And so um, we needed a fill-in for bass, so he came back and filled in on a show with Jesse and it wasn't it wasn't like riding a bike like you thought it would be. I mean, it all worked out. It was great. He filled in. It was amazing. But it wasn't as like the transitions weren't as smooth to play. You know, yeah. I'm gonna do a solo. Now you do a solo, or what? You know, go back and forth. You know, we just yep. uh, the feel wasn't there quite as much as it used to be. And that's <coughs> and I mean that's just uh, like you said that's a thing. So once you have that familiarity down with somebody, regardless of uh, you know whether or not you're playing in uh, you know like a Texas style country band like an outlaw kind of a feel kind of thing going on or you're playing blues you know uh bring, yeah. bring them along with you and you know. well and it's especially in like that the blues and blues rock blues jam any sort of jam type music you know uh familiarity is everything because you know i i know how caleb reacts on the drums i know kind of what he's thinking and, and if i do this i know what what I know how that's going to trigger him to play, you know, and the same thing for him. He knows me, he knows all my quirks on guitar. He knows when I'm going to screw up, you know, and he knows, <laughs> he knows how I'm going to react if I miss a note, you know, all that type of stuff. So it just, it just worked out great. So especially when you're trying to do things on the fly, oh man, that just, it, it that's, that's key right there. So, um, yeah, I absolutely love Andy and I love Owen and, and, and they are killer members. And if we'd have just kept, if we would have just kept playing, honestly, like you know, we probably would have just stayed on that path. But it's just, just the way things all worked out. That's just what it ended up, what it ended up as. Yeah, I mean, aligning schedules is not always an easy thing. And uh, yep, uh, like I, I, you know, everybody knows I'm in two bands. You know, I play with Jesse. Um, you know, when he needs a second, and I also play with Three Finger Betty. So it's not always easy to get those two to line up. And sometimes there's overlap and. You know, like especially on certain holidays where it's like you know your your New Year's and your your Thanksgivings and things like that, your Thanksgiving Eves, excuse me. But like you know, those are the big shows where you might not have the availability you need. You know, and like that's you know with it built into one of your other bands, you, you already know whether or not your you know your whole band is going to be available. You don't have to send out the text and then wait a week to see if they're going to send you a message back and stuff. You just already know. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man, I mean, that's that's really cool. And I mean, uh, having the bands change lineup, you know, it, it can be a, a scary thing because you're almost just restarting from square one, though. But like you said, you have those uh, built-in intuitions where you know your certain playing styles could trigger the drums to do a certain thing, and vice versa. Um, oh can- yeah. Well, and now, like like you say, starting from square one, the tough part is is like, so we've we prepared for the blues contest where we only played four tunes and, and we had one show before that, that, uh, um, you know, we played like eight tunes. Well, like now we're gearing up to do 
you know, two, three hour shows off and on. And uh, so, yes, we are definitely we were definitely still at square one per se. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, we're just uh, that's just going to take work, a little bit of work and a little bit of extra time. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a little bit of work, a little bit of extra time. It's kind of cool that you guys uh, put it together with just so few shows and so few practices to kind of lead into to going to this. Uh, blues competition once again that was uh the central iowa blues society puts on a blues challenge every year uh the iowa blues challenge and this year it was uh in september and you competed in that and what's what is the gist i mean i went online and read about it but the gist of the challenge uh like what what does what's the big deal who's the winner and what do they get and what's the big you know what's the prize i mean do you get a big sack of cash or is there just like a whole (laughs) bunch of like bikini women like leaning on your 94 silverado outside or like what's going on (laughs) well man i tell you what that's pretty that's some pretty high stakes right there Uh, i don't know i don't know i read it i know what it is (laughs) so the blues challenge um you know and i've known about this for a couple years and a lot of it um has came from following uh buck miller schweider band um they were the winners last year in the solo duo category and then went down to uh, Memphis and made it to the semifinals. But, but so therein, that's, that's basically the prize. So you compete, um, each blue society from each state or, or, uh, or there can be multiple blue societies in a state, but, um, they hold the blues challenge and then, uh, they, uh, they let up to four, four bands and four solo duo acts compete. And then they send, Whoever, whoever wins then gets to go to uh, Memphis in the following winter and compete in the international blues competition. So um, as far as, you know, and I don't, I don't even know as far as what the international, which, what you actually per se win, but the whole, the whole idea of it is a lot of it is networking. Um, you know, you get the opportunity to go to Memphis and play with, all these different individuals from different states and different parts of the country that, uh, um, you know, that are doing, doing the same thing you are, if not even on higher planes and higher levels. But, uh, um, and then just, just the idea, like, I mean, as far as the winner of the Iowa blues or the international blues competition, you know, they got a lot of industry folks down there and, and everything like that. So it's, you're just, uh, one, you're getting the opportunity to network one, you're, uh, second, you're, uh, you know, just getting the opportunity to get in front of people and get your name out there. Um, and then just like with anything, the higher you, higher you place, probably the better, better off you are. But, um, so at any rate, yeah, I, I've been following this for a couple of years. And when I set out to do this, when I, when I told myself last um, a couple of years ago that I wanted to play some more blues. Like I knew this was something I kind of wanted to do. And, and to be honest with you, I did not think that we would probably ever win this one. You know, I figured we probably, I mean, we might someday, but um, this year I went into this with the mindset of, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to go through the process and a lot of it is just like, like I told you earlier, you know, I've been really thankful for a lot of the relationships that I've been able to make down there. But, uh, you know, a lot of it was just to say like, okay, this is the Ron the King blues band, Ron the King band. Um, we're here, you know, we'd love to be, we'd love to be involved in, in the blues community. Um, cause I mean, frankly, I'm a newcomer to a lot of it. I, I've always loved blues music, um, blues rock, all that type of stuff. But, uh, you know, for the last 10 years, I've been playing in country cover bands. Mm -hmm. So, um, (laughs) you know, and that's that that lies in the name of the band. When I call it the Ronley King Blues Band, the only reason it's called that is just to say, hey, we're playing some blues. You know, you're not (laughs) we're not just doing we're not just doing honky tonk music here. But uh, um, (coughs) excuse me. But uh so that was my mindset going into this, and yeah, we were we were uh, lucky enough to lucky enough to get first place. I just I still I still honestly can't believe it. So well, there it is. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's wild. I knew you were going down there, and I knew you were going to compete. And uh, I'm not trying to be like, hey, you know, but uh, I was like, man, he's going to crush it. 
can't guarantee he's going to win because, like you said, I I was familiar with a couple of the other bands down there, and I was, you know, I I looked back in the history. I'm like, I've seen a you know a couple of these bands that they're like, they're kind of like a you know Iowa big deal. You know, it's a stiff competition, and you ended yeah. up and you ended up winning the whole thing. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, I mean, look at the like. Well, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I want to say this the right way. Um, the AV Grouse Band. I mean, my gosh, they are they're absolutely fantastic. They're they're finishing up a tour in Florida right now. Um, wow. Like, and I've even so I've played with uh, the drummer in the AV Grouse Band. He filled. He's played for uh, Brad Morgan off and on a few times. Okay. And so I've you know just filling in for Brad every now and then. I've got to play with Brian West is his name and. Uh, you know, it's like I told him that day, like, you guys are paving the way for the blues in Iowa right now, you know, because they've they've been they've been down to the international blues competition, I think, at least once or twice. And I know like the guitar player, Chris Avey, has played in the blues competition a couple of times. But nonetheless, they're they've had billboard charting blues albums. And wow. I'm just I'm just like. I told what I told Brian was is like you guys are paving the way and you're really giving hope, you know, to someone like me who it's like, okay, country music sells in Iowa. If yeah. you're not in a country band, you're not going to get to play shows. Well, here's this, here's this blues rock heavy hitting band and they're absolutely killing it right now. Um, and uh, so I just, you know, one, getting to compete with them, share the stage with them. Um, you know, I still think prop, the competition was somewhat rigged. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, um, no, it's just it's just absolutely fantastic. And uh, so I'm just I'm very I'm very thankful for the opportunity. Um, one, and I'm just and I'm thankful for the people that put it on. Um, just creating those the the central iowa blues society for creating these opportunities and making this stuff happen um because here i am getting to go to memphis and who knows if i'll ever do something like that again you know that may be it so yeah, yeah. i mean the opportunity is wild just having the opportunity to go down there and compete in the you know like a central iowa blues challenge and then you know like you said there's a a society, not a secret society. It's it's a just like a group of people that that love blues music so much that they sit down and they they go out, they watch the shows, they know who they enjoy, they bring in some people, they let them compete, and they choose the best one, and they they basically based on council are just like you guys get to compete down here on a national level, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and what would you say the international blues challenge is that what it's called? Yep. And then you win that when you go to the intergalactic blues challenge. Yep, and oh. then the Interstellar, All right. and so on and so forth. Sweet. But, uh, but <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an experience, man. Uh, I've been trying to do all the research and all the all the um, gathering all the information I can, and and uh, just trying to watch previous performances and trying to figure out what to expect when we get down there. Uh, you know, my friend Tom has given me a lot of great advice. Um, you know, since they were there last, last year. And, um, you know, I'm going in, I'm going into it with the expectation that we're going to have fun. We're going to put on, you know, our best, uh, our best, uh, put our best foot forward. Um, and just leave it, leave it all out there and have a good time. So and that's in, uh, Memphis in January, January 24th, uh, will be, it starts, I believe Wednesday the 25th and goes to Saturday the 28th. Alrighty. Uh, leading up to that, I, you do have yep. you do have some shows, and uh, that's something else that we want to make sure we plug on this uh, episode was the fact that you know you, you play the you play the Iowa Blues Challenge, you win the thing, you end up going to Memphis. Uh, we're gonna come back to the shows. Is is it weird to you that you played in a cover band for a country for like literally the last like three, four, five, six years, whatever, whatever it's been, mm -hmm. and uh, you know the whole thing with the mecca of country is Nashville, and everyone wants to go to Nashville, and it's all about yep. Nashville. And here yep. you are, you jump in on a blues competition, and now you're going to Memphis. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Bittersweet, fun. You're gonna you know squeak on over to nashville real quick and then come back for a day or what's going on 
Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't be, you know, I think Nashville's like three, three and a half hours or so away from Memphis. So we'll probably end up going over there for a day or something, especially if we don't make it to the semifinals and we got a couple extra days to just hang around and have fun in Memphis. Well, we may, we may venture out, but, uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, as far as like, so I've been to Nashville a couple of times and, and, uh, you know, you go down there and you do the touristy thing and there is a lot of killer music in, in Nashville. Don't get me wrong. Um, on any given night, you go down there and you see some of the best musicians in the world. And, and, uh, and then, uh, the same goes for Memphis, you go to Memphis and there's many different uh, venues down there that host blues music. And, you know, you, you think you may know how to, may know how to jam, but then there's, there's guys there that'll, uh, that'll show you something different. So, um, no, that's, it's just going to be an experience. So yeah, it should be a good, should be a good time. Do you know exactly how many bands that they're are bringing in? Cause you said like pretty much every state that has a little blues, uh, society, a little blues group of some sort could send something in or multiple if they have multiple. So is there like 50 different bands or is there? So I know that they, or? well, that's actually pretty close. So they have, there there's like uh, i think they get somewhere between 230 and 250 acts now that's now that's solo duo and bands so i'm not sure what the what the split is there there might be you know whether it's whether it's half bands half solo duo acts or uh you know there's some there might be some societies that only send you know a solo duo act per se um but uh so there you know there might be there might be anywhere between, you know, 80, 120 bands there or so, but, but, uh, the way it kind of works is it's, you know, and I've been, been trying to dive into that as they split you up and do, uh, uh, different venues. Um, and you get to play the first, the first two nights of the competition you play, um, both nights, uh, each night, uh, in front of different judges, um, and then they take the average scores from those different sets of judges and that determines who gets to go to the semifinal round. So, but you basically, for the first couple of rounds, you compete with just your center. So, you know, we may be competing with, I don't know, 10, 15, something like that bands. Don't hold me to that number, but, uh, um, and then they take the top four from each center, I believe to, to the semifinals and, and then the top two out of that center to the to the finals. So, um, so yeah, it'll uh, it'll be interesting. It's a little, it's it's kind of odd because I was like, while you were describing it, I was like, man, you're gonna get judged by a couple different panels of judges. And then I was thinking, like, how odd is it that, like, I mean, getting judged on music is it like it's not it's it's almost, yeah it's a little sub almost like all judging on everything is like subjective to an extent, you know, like. Like, well, and I mean, once again, man, like, so that's where it comes to, like, you know, I went into the Iowa blues challenge with the idea of just like, okay, if you compete in this, then at least your name gets out there. So now, you know, you get to go, luckily we get to go do it down in Memphis, but so you have the networking portion of it and you, you try to make connections while you're there all in the favor of hope okay so hopefully we get to make it to the next round hopefully we get to play but if we don't at least we get to go do you know this fun thing um and i think that's the beauty of and to to the competition factor i think that's actually a pretty good way of doing it because you know if you just base it off of well for instance the iowa blues challenge if this would if that would have been held tomorrow we probably won't we probably wouldn't win you know, there was something about what we did that day that the judges liked, and and that was awesome. You know, we're very fortunate. But then, you know, if you would have done it the next day, you know, who knows? So that's true. I mean, that's a good point. Hey, no, stop snoring. <laughs> At least it's someone else's animals, and not mine this time. Well, we got kids and dogs and everything. So oh my gosh, all I have is a cat, and that's plenty for me. It's <laughs> plenty for me. But uh, so yeah, sorry. I don't know. I probably don't have really good organized thoughts around all that. But hopefully, I wasn't blabbing on too much on that. No, um, no, no, so. no. That's that's what this is here for. It's uh, and I'm kind of just asking open ended questions. You know, before this, we we went in with a bare bones skeleton of what we kind of wanted to talk about, and we're doing a pretty good job. So yep. Um, it's 
it's really cool. I wish I could go to Memphis and kind of check it out with you and see, you know, like what's going on. I mean, I, I probably could just take some time off and just scoot down. You there should, man. It. it would be tons of fun just to go see it. Uh, I We're keep, renting a 15 passenger van and packing it in, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling people like I secretly want to go to Memphis more than I want to go to Nashville for like literally no reason. I just want to go. And I, I don't everyone's just all about Nashville. And I'm just I don't know. I think it's super cool. You're going to Memphis. Um, you guys got shows coming up leading up to the Memphis show. I do know your yeah. Facebook page. Uh, had a few down at least. I pulled yep. a, I pulled a couple off before this. You kind of mentioned a couple. Uh, the big one coming up is December third. That's coming up not too long from now. Yeah, uh, um, right around the corner actually. Yeah, River Hops. Yep. Uh, that's it's kind of like your home base kind of place in Fort Dodge, isn't it? It is. Uh, in fact, that's uh, what I'm drinking right now. Little uh, River Hops. Uh, um, the Oxbow Orange. Nice. Nice light drinking beer. So highly recommend it. Um, do a sales pitch for Ron here, but there it is. no, Ron, Ron Drebner there at River Hops. He's dear friend. And, and uh, uh, we kind of bonded over his beer because I love craft beer and he makes really good beer. So, um, but uh, ever since he's just been really good to us and any, any band that I've been in. And, and it's kind of funny, the first show that I actually played as a blues band was exactly well so my birthday i think we played last year on on a saturday night and i think my birthday was the friday well tonight this year we're playing on my birthday december 3rd um which is a friday night so i got that messed up there but anyway it's the same my birthday week um so we're playing at river hops and what we're actually doing there uh, not only are we playing a show but um so with this with this Memphis trip, there's a lot of costs incurred, and uh, and I don't I don't really like uh, asking anybody for money. But what we will be doing is is um, by then we will have uh, Ron is being really nice, and he actually has it on, on tap right now. He has a beer called the Bluesy Haze IPA. Um, we will be canning that up, and we'll be selling uh, some four packs. Um, We'll have uh, T-shirts available, which, if you, if anybody ever follows me on Facebook, uh, we'll be once once we get that design out, we'll be posting that so people can see it in advance. But we'll have T-shirts available, um, and uh, then also that next week after the show, the the band will be going in down to uh, the Sonic Factory in Des Moines, and nice. we're going to record. Uh, we probably got somewhere in the realm of, I think, eight to ten tunes that we're going to try to record that week. And uh, so once that gets done, we will also have for sale there at River Hops um, uh, pre-downloads for digital downloads and stuff for that album. So, oh, cool. And a lot of that's just all in the effort to to try to raise a few funds to, you know, pay for pay for some gas money, you know, get back and forth. So, yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And, and whenever this come, you know, this this probably come out in the next week or two. But uh, um, I'll be I'll be advertising more about that on my Facebook page here as, as time goes on. Nice. So. All right. Yeah. So make sure you get on the Facebook pages and the social medias. I'm going to have some links down below for those for sure. Uh, you know, this is not the first time you've had uh a beer kind of, I don't want to say like made for you, but you've been in bands that have had beers yep. made for you before, which is like, I always thought was the coolest thing ever. Oh man. Like I could die a happy man. Like the first time when we were in J Clyde and Ron canned the, uh, the J Clyde beer for us, that was the coolest thing ever. Like we went, we went and, uh, um, actually helped him like put the labels on. We canned, I don't, I think we canned like somewhere around 200 and some beers you know, and, and for our show that we played there and like, that was the neatest thing. People showed up and you like, people are walking through the crowd with a, a beer with your name on it. Like, <laughs> what more do you want? That's do you like, want? I don't even drink anymore. And I was just like, ah, I want to have one of these just to have one. Cause it's so freaking cool. Mm -hmm. Oh man. And, uh, yeah, another beer kind of made in your honor, you know? And, uh, the cool thing is, like you said, you're not asking for money. These are going to be shows 
you're gonna put on a show people can come to the show they can enjoy the show they can have whatever beer they want they don't have to have your beer there's there's gonna be t-shirts like you said for sale you're gonna have pre-sale codes for an album that's gonna be coming out so you're you're doing things in in hopes you're still investing money while in, while in oh, hopes yeah. like making something on the back end. So this isn't like you're just starting a GoFundMe and saying everyone give me five dollars for gas. Yep. You know. So yep. Like, uh, that's something I do uh, I commend you for, man. I mean, it would be just as easy to set up a GoFundMe and people, you know, people would pitch money into it just to help you out. But like this is just such a a grassroots given right back to the community that gave to you kind of deal. It's it's a, well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I just. I just they, yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with it, but I just, I just uh, I'm too nervous to ever just ask anybody for a, <laughs> for a buck, you know. And so I always just want to give people something for their money. And but you know, I really want to really going to try to hammer that hard because you know five five nights in Memphis and gas and food and all that stuff it starts to get starts to get pricey. But uh, um, so that's our goal, you know. And and then also the other goal with doing that show, and then we've got you know, not till the next month, we're going to take a little bit of time off. Cause we can, we can talk a little bit more about this in a little bit, but probably take a little bit more time off in December. Cause we're also trying to at the same time record a wicked things album. Oh, cool. Um, but, uh, then we, we won't play again till the weekend before we go to Memphis. Uh, we got a show booked right now at, uh, on Friday, the 20th of January, we'll be down at the gas lamp, um, in Des Moines. Love and then, then Saturday, I'm pretty pumped. Going to be playing uh, at uh, Byron's. Legendary so, Byron's and Pomeroy. I uh, I messaged him. I'm just like, hey Byron, like, you know, I would just, I would really love the opportunity. We're trying to book a couple shows before we go to Memphis, and and uh, we just tried to try to dial it in, you know. And and uh, he messaged me back right away and said, you know, we'd be pleased to have you. I'm just like, that's just awesome, like. You know, <laughs> getting to play sweet. at Byron's like so many cool, so many cool acts has played there. And the, the amount of awesome music that comes through their weekly is just unreal. So, yeah, uh, I mean, you probably can't see it from where nah, you can't see it from where you're sitting. But uh, I mean, for you, it's like it's like right here. But uh, mm-hmm. for the, the camera that uh, I'm recording with, it's like over here and it's probably cut out anyways. But there's a poster back there of when Clint Riedel played at Byron's. And oh I, yeah, and I got to play along with him at that show, and I, yeah, I got a poster for it. I was just like, "This is too cool." I'm getting a poster for it. Like, it's I don't know. Byron's is awesome. Like you said, crazy touring bands play there from all over the place. You just can we just know. acknowledge, like, at what a phenomenon that is. Like, and and to be honest, I I, I don't know Byron very well. I've only met him a couple times. The the the, the couple of times that I've been there, just kind of in passing, but. Uh, the fact that this like I don't I don't want to want to sound mean, but it's just like this this hole in the wall like rundown place in in Palmeroy. Like <laughs> it's one of those places when you open the door, you're like, holy cow! Like as soon as you open the door, you're like, whoa! Yeah. yeah. And it, then and then like I went and seen the last show I went and seen was uh, Gabe Stillman from uh, he's, I believe he's in the Pennsylvania area. Somewhere in that range. Anyway, he was he was coming through from he'd played the night before in Omaha, and so like Claire and I took one of our first date nights in a long time, went up and watched him. We walk, you know, before he starts playing, I'm counting the amount of people in this bar. You know, there's this small place, and it's just packed in there. But and these there's people that's from not anywhere near around Palmroy coming to Palmroy, Iowa. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. So it just what a what an admirable thing to like build such a community and following around that place so yeah and it's not directly between any two big things you kind of have to go off the beaten path just a little bit to get to it and, mm-hmm. and also to speak to like i i've mentioned this in the podcast before my I, one of my first times ever at byron's i was at a show i went outside uh during an intermission or something and a guy pulled up on a motorcycle with Alaska plates on it. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds like Byron's like uh-huh. somebody on a motorcycle with Alaska plates. And I'm sure somebody knows who it is, but it was just like, that's just seems like the craziest thing in the world to be probably drove here from Alaska and just, just yeah. got here, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and I wouldn't put it past it, but that's super Nuts. wild. I, I love the fact, like you said, I'm going to reiterate the shows, December 3rd, River Hops, Fort Dodge, Iowa, that's the mm-hmm. North Central Iowa area for all the lovers of blues. Come on up there and check it out. That's going to be the fundraiser show for Ron Lee King 
going to Memphis. Um, otherwise, yep. Des Moines, the gas lamp, January 20th. Love that place. We talked about Bob Pace earlier there. He's there a lot. That's uh, it's a good venue. It's it's right there by the Sculpture Garden down there in Des Moines, uh, the Sculpture Park. Love it. Um, played a lot of shows there with Betty. Played some shows there with the metal band I was in. I love that place. Um, oh yeah. If you've cool. if you, great venue. Yeah. If you've never been and you're looking for a night out, that'd be a, a perfect opportunity. Um, otherwise, for sure. man, legendary Byron's. It's like you said. It's gotta feel. It's gotta feel special. Oh yeah. No. And it's just you know, and 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 I just I thank it once again to the Central Iowa Blues Society. You know, it's like they put on that event, and we were lucky enough to be a part of it. And and you know, it's it's just making making opportunities like that happen. You know, after after we get back from Memphis, we got a few more things in the works. Uh, you know, we may we may be making an appearance at the Winter Blues Fest possibly, and um, they haven't even started releasing anything for that, but. Uh, um, you know, and there's some couple of shows in Des Moines. So, yeah, I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing kind of where this goes and and uh, where we can where we can take it. So, yeah, that sounds really exciting. Um, yep, I, I feel like we've covered quite a bit about it. Uh, you know, your blues band, but yep, it, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention more about Corey Waller and the Wicked things too. For uh, sure, played a lot of shows with them this summer. Uh, I mean, we're 50 oh, minutes gosh. in. We're, we're putting this one. We're pulling this one out from the, on the end of the podcast. But it's important stuff, man. You guys have been playing so many shows. Uh, it's mind blowing. It was almost just like every month. It's just like you're playing how many shows this month? And then the next month, it was like you're playing how many county fairs? And it's, <laughs> and it's just like, jeez. I can imagine oh, playing to a grandstands of people. Like, jeez. Well, so and they're. I remember on the last podcast I was on, I think I was wor- I think I was talking to you and I was worried about our summer coming up because I was like, we had a really good first year when we, you know, Corey and I kind of got this thing going and we, we ended up being really fortunate um, that we ended up with the shows that we did. And I said like, well, now next year is probably just going to, who knows, we'll probably won't get anything. And then this summer just blew our expectations away. Like, you know, we got to open up for quite a few different acts, uh, several different county fairs and, and it's just, you know, and a lot of just great, just great shows, you know, like just street dance and stuff like that. And we had, a, had a ton of fun. Um, we've recently been working with, uh, the, uh, atomic, uh, uh, music group. Um, so they've been kind of bringing, bringing some opportunities to table, like, you know, here we we played at Woolies here a while back, uh, opening for the Steel Woods, which was mind blowing. Nice. Um, Playing at Woolies would be awesome too. Yeah, it's basically oh, it was it basically was sweet. the next step up from there is like Wells Fargo if you're in Des Moines. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not say, I'm not saying that's where you're going next, but I'm just saying you no. know, like as far as venues go, where's the next biggest venue? Yeah, yeah. So no, we just been we're just really fortunate for the summer that we've had like. You know, just getting, being in the right place at the right time, some good opportunities. And and uh, now we feel like, okay, you know, the people who have gotten behind us and and uh, um, are kind of buying into this, this thing that we're doing, we kind of owe them something finally. We've been working on, we started recording an album last spring and uh, we, we started last spring and then I'll just say, between playing shows on the weekends, families, um, my business, uh, Corey's business, everybody else's life. It just, it's impossible. It's literally impossible to do stuff. Um, when you're playing Friday, Saturday night, you know, multiple times a month and, and just trying to juggle everything else. It's, it's, it's impossible to do anything else. Um, so we just had to put that on the back burner and now, you know, now I've got my blues thing that we got to prepare for. So it's like, hey, Corey, like, let's get that album done. Let's just let's just do it all at once. So, you know, it, it never gets any less uh, never gets any less busy, I should say. But, um, you know, now we're just we're trying to put some put some time and effort now that things because we've slowed down playing wise. Uh, we've got a few shows like this weekend. Um, it'll be the oh the twenty. Well, uh, this uh, it's the twenty fourth this Saturday. 
we're playing at Creek, um, the Lizard Creek Ranch in Fort Dodge. And then nice. we got a couple shows in November, I think. But so our schedule is really slowed down significantly in the winter. So we got got a lot more free time to to work with. Yeah. But uh, so hopefully, you know, hopefully we get something recorded here between November, December, maybe January. It'll probably to be to be realistic, we'll probably end up putting the finishing touches on it in February sometime with the hopes of getting, um, you know, we've got, we've got enough material for uh, a full length album right now and, and uh, really working on that, trying to get that polished up. So sweet. That's awesome. I'd be stoked to hear that. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's, it's always one of those things, like you said, it's hard to balance it. You know, and it, if you're playing the shows and making the money and the people are loving it, it's, it's tough to be like, all right, now we have to quit playing the shows and quit making the money and quit, let, yeah. letting the people love it so we can actually go make a thing that they can take home and listen to whenever they want to instead of exactly. just instead of just having to come to the shows which is it's that double-edged sword it's such so bittersweet you know and then you got to find the time to do it and it's, sometimes it's winter time but then that you got another band and everybody's got families and everyone's got jobs and it's well and like you know shout out to jesse because like i, I text him a while back you know he's he's killing it on the original front um, and I just love like his marketing, you know, he's, he's killing it. Like he releases a song, puts out a video, um, you know, he hypes it up and it's like, you know, what we want to do is something similar. It's like, we want to be, you know, we've, we have originals, we've been playing originals, but, um, we also want to be known as an original band, you know, uh, you know, we play a three hour show. We do a lots of Texas country covers, but, uh, red dirt country stuff. But uh, we want to be known for our music as well. And and some of the stuff that Corey, um, what's really awesome is getting to see Corey and like Etheridge. Because Etheridge Nets, you know, if, if for those of, those of you who don't know him, you know, he put out an album here. I think it was the year we started the band. So please go check that out uh, if you get a chance. He's a, an amazing songwriter. Um, Corey's an amazing songwriter. And like, so now what we're getting to see is not just, you know, uh, not just Corey writing songs and we're, you know, we're working at those, like we're getting to play the whole band together and, and see what ideas come from it. And, and some of the stuff coming out right now, I'm super pumped about, um, I can't wait to, can't wait to get it out to people. That's exciting. I mean, that's exciting stuff to hear. Uh, you know, especially it's, it just, it's nice to know that you guys haven't like, just been like, well, this is as big as we're going to get, and this is it, and we're just going to play the shows now and make the money, and then that's the end of it. Like, it's nice to know you're you're writing your own material and, and going to, you know, have hopes of recording it, like you said, and, and promoting it and, and having mm-hmm. people listen to it. You know, it's not – it's one thing to make an album, but it's another thing to make an album with the hopes of, like, actually putting it into people's hands to listen to, you know. Um, oh, yeah. You know, not that people don't do that, but that would be what I would do if I wrote an album. I'd just be like, all right, I made it, and I put it on Spotify, and I didn't tell a single person. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Well, and the funny part is like you, you spend the money to make the album, whether that's recording or printing discs and stuff, you don't make money on the album. It's just, it's, it's the, it's the idea of like, this is our product. This is who we are. You know, just because you guys can cover turnpike troubadours doesn't mean you're turnpike troubadours. Like, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, uh, you know, this is your, this is your uh, statement. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Excuse me. I absolutely love. Uh, like I said, it's it's all started long ago. It was it was the the Jay Clyde era, and and from that has spawned so many fun acts of so many different bands. Uh, I just love everything that's come out of it. Corey oh Wall- yeah, Corey Waller and the Wicked Things has been amazing. It's been fun to watch you guys grow over the last year and a half, two years. Uh, you know, just all the shows, all the all the stuff, and you know, like I said, original songs coming out now. I'm super stoked. I love what came out. You know what Corey had written before, and uh, I'm sure yep. it's going to be no different nowadays. Like you said, uh, you know, new ingredients, new people in there, uh, helping them with songwriting, adding their two cents, getting a little bit of Etheridge's influences in there as well. It's going to be really exciting. He's another guy that's kind of like secretly a secret weapon you know i don't know it's like people don't know it's like oh you can run sound and he can and he can sing he can play guitar and bass oh yeah he can write songs he and, is. and he builds pedal boards and it's like exactly i i love it when people try to tell me like you're good at doing like everything and i'm just like well he's secretly better than me at everything and nobody talks about it <laughs> <laughs> 
so good at everything. It's like, oh, you need something fixed? He can do it. There you go. No, it's that's why I love. I think this. I think the wicked things is like they're like we're all like kind of we're we're kind of a band of secret weapons because like you know Corey's an excellent singer and and band leader and uh, then you got Emily with you know amazing female vocals on the side. It's just oh, it's killer. You know, you got Etheridge like he's just a you know like you say just does it all and Caleb's an excellent drummer. That's how I kind of look at it and I just be like when I sit back and reflect like, Oh man, like I get to play with these guys. They're just like, they're so much fun, you know, just, just so happy the way it's all kind of worked out. And like you say, it spawned like the J Clyde years, it spawned a lot of awesome things like, you know, Neil Anders who, you know, and, and Greg and Jake still good friends of mine. Like those guys are killing it right now. Yeah. Like Neil's, have you listened to Neil's new album yet? It's amazing. Like insane. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's on a whole different, it's like on a whole different plane. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, you the, know, the podcast I did with him recently was tons of fun. Uh, I yep. do it. Yeah. It's, it's so fun. It's so fun having you guys in our community. And like you said, you, you're appreciative for the people that are out there blazing the trails for you. And then there's people like me that are appreciative that there's people like you guys all out there blazing the trails for us. So, oh, man. so, uh, I mean, it's, it's well, kudos, you. you know, uh, like you said, I think the whole, and at the grand scheme of things, and when it's all said and done, it's about, having a good time and having fun and enjoying your time with other people. I mean, oh, that's the, that's the key. If we didn't do that, like <laughs> if we weren't having fun, like, man, there's a lot of stress and a lot of heartache that goes along with it. You know, it's like, it's, it's gotta be fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully it is. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to add to this conversation? I just want to say one more time. Uh, the Iowa Blues Challenge winners, the Ron Lee King Blues Band uh, from the Iowa oh, Iowa you. Blues Society 2022, going to Memphis in January. That's on the 24th. We've got some shows leading up to that. Um, everything's on the Facebook, on the social media. Yep. Links down below. Got some Corey Waller links down below that. Well, yeah. You got anything else, buddy? I think that's it. I mean, yeah, give us a, give us a like on Facebook. I'm usually on there doing... Well, sometimes it depends on how busy I am, but I'm usually on there posting some sort of guitar uh, diddles or whatever here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, try to keep everybody updated what we're doing. So, but uh, but yeah, thank you for having me on again, Peter. I'd greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, so. man. Uh, have fun in Memphis. We will. We will. You ought to come, man. All right. You ought to come. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll schedule the time off right now. <laughs> there you go. All right. Don't go, but uh, thank you for joining me. Yep. Ron Lee King, one of my favorites. He's uh, he did it. He won. He won the Iowa Blues Challenge, and he's heading to Memphis. Uh, I kind of left you hanging in the intro, but I don't know. Some of you people already knew that. You already knew he won. Uh, it's wild. It's super wild. Somebody uh, in our little circle up in North Central Iowa won the Iowa Blues Challenge, and, and off he goes to Memphis to compete in that. Such a fun opportunity for him, you know. Not only to get to compete in the Iowa Blues Challenge, but uh, you know to win the thing and then go out to go down to Memphis. So that's really fun. Uh, anybody looking to help support him on his travels to Memphis, once again, that December 3rd show at River Hops in Fort Dodge, it's going to be a great opportunity to uh, support Ronley as well as take in some music, grab some drinks, and uh, get some cool swag at the door, too. Uh, they'll have some goodies there for you, for sure. Otherwise, down in the Des Moines area, gas lamp, January 20th, and then back up into the north-central Iowa in... Pomeroy, my good old Byron's in Pomeroy. Oh, that's a good place. Uh, we talked about that a little bit in the episode too. If you've never been there, this is the chance. January 21st, Byron's in Pomeroy. There's no better place to be. Uh, come check it out. It's going to be a great time. Uh, once again, hats off to Ronley taking time out of his day to, to sit down and talk with me on the podcast. Uh, busy guy, and uh, not like the rest of us aren't, but uh, hats off to him. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Ronley. Uh, he's going out there. He's putting the work in putting a lot of the work in and uh it's showing it's uh showing out there and uh everything he's doing so uh congrats on the hard work paying off ronley uh we're all very proud of you and uh you know off to memphis off to memphis check out all the links down below to make sure you follow along with ronley ronley king blues band is down there there's Corey waller and the wicked things links down below as well to make sure you follow along with that and uh if you guys are looking for other links there's audible farm links down below audible farm links will take you to the audible farm website which has links to pretty much everything otherwise we got the shop the shop has the hoodies uh it's hoodie weather 
case you didn't know, hoodies are it's back in style. It's it's ready to go. Uh, snag a hoodie if you're looking for one. Otherwise, if you're looking for some other goodies, we got T-shirts, we got stickers over there on the Patre- or on the <laughs> on the shop. Otherwise, there is a link down below to the Patreon as well. The Patreon's a dollar a month. You can watch video versions of the podcast. That's twelve bucks a year. That's all it costs. Video versions of the podcast. You can support the podcast for a dollar a month. Uh, and I'll say thank you very much. I'll appreciate it. Uh, as of right now, I'm mentioning all of the patrons at the beginning of the episodes. If it gets too unwieldy, I'll have to find a new way to do it. But for now, that's how we're doing it. So if you want to get mentioned on a podcast, uh, $1 on the Patreon channel. I'll mention you on the podcast. So uh, thank you guys for being patrons of that. Thank you to everyone that's bought anything in the shop. Otherwise, if you want to support non-monetarily, the best way to do so is to tell a friend. If you like this episode, share it with somebody. S- say, hey, Ron Lee was on a podcast. It was awesome. Ron Lee's awesome. You would like this. And then you can say, hey, Ron Lee was on here before. Let's go check out his older episodes. And then you can say, oh, uh, Ron Lee's old bandmates have been on here before, too. And some of his current bandmates have been on the podcast. And you're going to go back and listen to some of those. And that's just kind of how it works. Uh, it's word of mouth. It's just kind of a fun thing. If you guys enjoy it, uh, thank you guys very much for liking, subscribing, sharing, doing everything you do, uh, and just listening each and every single week. Uh, or listening to the ones you love. And that's 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 okay, too. I thank you guys very much for your support and enjoying the podcast. I think I'm going to check out of here for the week, though. So check out all of Ron Lee's links. Check out the Audible Farm links. And I will check you next week. Peace.